listening to the Loving BDSM Podcast, episode 293. Killer Lord's here with the one, the only, the guy who's remembering stuff that even I'm forgetting, John Brownstone. Huh, imagine that. We should write this on a calendar somewhere. I thought it was my job to keep up with all the details and never forget anything. Hmm. Fascinating how it can turn around on you. I know, it kind of freaks me out. I'm not sure how I feel about it. <laughs> <laughs> this week, we're going back to the archives again to revisit episode three on what makes a good Dom. Welcome to the Loving BDSM podcast. If this is your first time listening, glad to have you. If you're back for another week, welcome back. Loving BDSM is produced every Tuesday and Friday for your kinky pleasure and education, and show notes are found at lovingbdsm.net. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite podcast app. You can also follow the show on Twitter at lovingbdsm, on Fat Life at lovingbdsmpc, on Instagram at that handle I will forever fucking hate, lovingds in the number one, so it's at lovingds1, or on YouTube at youtube.com slash lovingbdsm, where you you can watch us live stream the podcast every Wednesday. All links are in the show notes. A big thanks as always to our kinky patrons over on Patreon, including our newest peeps. We see you. We love you. We're damn grateful to you. If you'd like to join our kinky community and get access to extra content in a Discord server with a group of super cool, super nice kinksters, join us at patreon.com slash killalords. That's patreon.com slash killalords or use the link in the show notes. Okay, so before we get into this week's topic... I almost forgot this announcement and I should be ashamed of myself. Yes, you should. Uh, as of the day of recording, which is a Wednesday, December 8th, the Kinkery has a little bit of a sale going on. We're offering free shipping on U.S. orders. Sorry to our international friends. Uh, of $35 or more. No coupon code required. Make a purchase. As long as it's $35 base. Ta-da. You got a thing. Uh, free shipping. Free standard shipping. Standard shipping is what we send through uh, USPS first class packaging. It's the slower transit. Um, we're doing the sale now. We're calling it the six days of kinkmas because I saw somebody else do a kinkmas promotion. And I went, I like that idea. I shall use it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> because our recommendation for U.S. orders, if you are ordering a Christmas gift, is that if you're gonna go with standard shipping, which is our least expensive shipping offer over at thekinkerythekinkery.com, uh, is to place your order by December 13th. While nobody can guarantee when a package will arrive through the US Postal Service, uh, that gives it the best chance of arriving if you're trying to order for Christmas. Um, after the 13th, we recommend using expedited shipping, which is more expensive, but it's like two to three business days. So we thought in the run up to that deadline we have imposed as our best recommendation, we'd offer free standard shipping. So uh, thekinkery.com, anything as long as the order gets to $35, post any discounts or whatever, um, you get free shipping. Um, and we're shipping every day. We're getting packages out as fast as we can for folks. Okay. That's it. The kinkery.com runs through the 13th of December, 11.59 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Now, let's get into... Why are you scrolling on my notes? Oh. Why are you scrolling on my notes? <laughs> so, um, this is a redo of episode three. I've said that already. Episode yes. three was pretty short, like 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. Um... I went through, from my perspective, what traits I believe a good dominant possesses. Um, I went back through that and went, oh, I still feel that way. I don't have anything to add. And then I realized in September on YouTube, we did a short, uh, well, for us, a short video uh, specific to that with a lot of the same 
traits and characteristics. Mm-hmm. And yes, it was both of us that time, but it was not a full discussion. And I was like, well, we're mm. doing this whole thing where we're revisiting older episodes and having fuller conversations. What can we talk about? And then again, for the third episode of this, I was like, maybe we should actually ask JB what he thinks. Uh, Epiphany. Uh, <laughs> I should be ashamed of myself is what should happen. I'm not, but I should be. <laughs> so if what you're trying to get to is, well, what, what is a good dumb? I'm new to this or I've gone through some really bad ones. And I, what, where are my examples? I have linked to those videos, podcasts in the places so you can go get the real quick here is what we think makes a good dom and that is just our opinion and people get to disagree with us and that's okay um but i want to ask jb what he thinks so first what do you think when you think of the um the idea of a good dom like what comes to your mind i know Uh, it comes to my mind his name's john brownstone a good dom is good this is why, for those of y'all who complain that I talk too damn much, that's why. That's why. <sighs> I think that there's a lot of, of different qualities that, that go into making a good dom. It's not just any one single, any one single thing. Yeah, now, are you regretting having me talk yet? You always say, like, good things. I just got to get you started. It's like a jump start or something. Right. But, um, you know, there's there's many different qualities from, you know, b- being able to or willing to communicate. Um, you know, that, that there in... Is, is the single biggest thing. Yeah, and the C word that we use a lot, communicate. You know, that, that's something that, uh, that is very, very important. You know, let's face it, um, you know, you, you have to be willing to communicate your own needs and you have to be w- willing to communicate with your sub about their needs and what the things that they want. And, you know, if, if you're looking for a relationship, you know, you have to be willing to talk about the relationship. Oh yeah, so, they, there can't be the whole stoic. I don't talk about my feelings around here. No, no, you you, you can't do that. Not in the relationship side of things. In the right pickup play scening, you yeah, well, you, you th- need to talk about the needs of the scene. But in the relationship, yeah, come on now. So you know, I I think right at the top of the list there is um, you know the communication. Um, another thing is definitely honesty. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's actually the hardest thing because yeah. you don't want to disappoint people. You don't want to make people mad. You don't want to be truthful and then be rejected for your truth. Mm-hmm. Like people have all kinds of reasons why they why they hesitate to say the honest thing. And those reasons, I get those reasons a lot of times. Sometimes it's not that they're mm-hmm. an evil person that they just want to deceive you. Sometimes it is. It There's baggage that goes along with that. But you, you've got to be able to say the honest thing. Sure. And... And, you know, the, the thing about being honest and, and upfront about things is that kind of goes hand in hand with trust. Oh, it's the only way okay? to build it. Because how can you build trust without displaying honesty? 
Right. If you're lying okay. to me or I'm catching you in lies of omission or I can't believe what you say to me mm-hmm. because there's going to be a double meaning to it. Like, how do how do I trust you? Now, the scary thing is, is that plenty of people don't build that trust, have all those questions and they still plow forward. And sometimes that's some yeah. frenzy and sometimes that's a whole bunch mm-hmm. of other stuff to deal with. Mm-hmm. But at the core of it, yeah, it's it's right there with communication. Right. So... You know, in in order to enter into a, um, let's just say for, you know, a a power exchange, let alone going into any kind of um, S&M play, you know, honesty and trust is is a big thing. Mm -hmm. Because if, if, as a sub, you're willing to give control to somebody one, you have to trust that they're going to respect your boundaries, mm-hmm. which which is a big thing. You see so many uh, things relating back to uh, Dom's not respecting boundaries. Mm-hmm. You know, we even did one of the um, Q and A's <laughs> on on some of that stuff that that had gone on. And did I did I rant for twenty minutes yelling into the microphone? Why, why yes, maybe I did. Absolutely, because I got absolutely. thoughts on that. Absolutely did. And, you know, respecting boundaries, respecting safe words, mm-hmm. you know, these these are all important things. But you know what? I think that goes both ways because I know you tend to talk of it from the respecting your submissive safe words, your submissive mm-hmm. boundaries. But there's also the, the thing that gets forgotten a lot is, and it gets forgotten by both sides of the slash, you have to respect your own boundaries. You have to set your own boundaries. You got to maintain your own boundaries. Sure. You have to not be afraid to say for it out. Just last, what was it, last week's episode on the Reddit reaction? Mm-hmm. The Dom was concerned because they had say for it out. And what what would this mean about how their partner perceived them? And Absolutely. It is, when I say understandable to me that people have this question, it is understandable because of the way we as a collective tend to view dominance and doms and kind of the expectations we have for them, then add over the layer of that, the heteronormity of what it means to be a cis man and how, you know, you're supposed to like conduct yourself. And that's whether you're, you know, dom, sub, switch, whatever. But if you're inhabiting both those roles, then you get that extra toxic layer of Mm -hmm. it. And so... You know, I, it is understandable to me that people have those questions because I understand sure. how we as as a community tend to look at that kind of behavior. But it is it is a sign of self-respect and understanding that you have to keep yourself safe just as much as you have to keep your submissive safe. Sure. When you will use a safe word, when you will go, no, we're not doing that. That violates a boundary of mine. No, mm-hmm. that's my hard limit. I am not a kink dispenser. We're not doing that. That's not how I, you know. And in some cases, Dom's tend to be better placed to be able to do that because you're kind of leading those conversations sometimes. Yeah. And it's, ex- you know, if you're telling your submissive, okay, what's your boundary? Then of course you're expected to then share your own. But the, the term I'm seeing used a lot online, tell me what if you've seen it and what you think of it, is the hard dom, soft dom. And I am not, f- I'm not a fan of a binary that tries to create this black and white, you're either this type or you're that type, but the quote soft dom, the way I perceive it to mean mm-hmm. online, at least, can be considered almost almost a pushover. Well, They're the the daddies who can just look look into their their subs' big wide eyes and go, "I'll give you whatever you want." And it's like, 
Yeah. It, so there's still that means that there's a place for the boundary not to be respected, the yeah. their own boundary not. But to be But you know, respected. there's there's a thing too within this, and it reminds me of a a, a picture I saw recently online. Um, you know, while I don't disagree that there are people who have very different styles mm-hmm. um, of of doming. Absolutely. Um, you know, it is also okay to be both. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, you know, the reason I mentioned the picture, I, I came across a picture online um, of a sub that had been caned. And, I mean, that sub was marked. Just stripes from the cane? Big, red, angry stripes from the cane. Okay. Okay. And the scene had been done, and... The big D was holding him, holding mm-hmm. her, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. kind of an aftercare thing. But, you know, it, it just goes to show you can be there's room to, to be both. There's a spectrum in a gray area. Right. Very few of us are all one thing or all mm-hmm. another thing. We're some pieces, parts of the other. And, and then we combine that to make something completely unique. You have very soft sides. Mm-hmm. When you are definitely in daddy mode in the nurturing sense, I am ill, I am upset, I need care, and you would, based on internet discourse, and God knows we should not be following all that, that is not <laughs> truth spoken from a fucking yeah. mountaintop, but... You know, you are very much in that soft dom kind of mode. You're very, very comforting, very much what can mm-hmm. I do for you? you? You take on the servant leadership role, the, the almost the service top role of what do you need for me to help you? And right. then you can turn on a dime and you're a sadistic fucking bastard. <laughs> and if, if somebody was looking from the outside in, they'd be like, do you not like that? woman are you mad at her (laughs) and then there are the times we play in the in between of Mm -hmm. you're being a sadistic bastard who is laughing evilly at the things you're doing but i am also giggling wildly (laughs) and enjoying every minute of it yeah Uh, (laughs) yeah and yet you can uh, i mean in a second go from I'm going to fuck you up to what do you need? Are you okay? Back rub, butt rub, stroke my hair. Mm -hmm. And then back again. We contain multitudes, (laughs) y'all. And, you know, that that brings up another point, I think, that um, makes a good quality. And I just lost my train of thought. Um, You know, I I have said many times that... um, You know, being a dominant, you are in control but not controlling. And it's often thought, you know, well, you know, as as a big D, you're in control of the little s. Mm -hmm. But it also means that you are in control of yourself. Oh, yeah. You talk a lot about being self-control. Yeah. Self-control is so important because how can you be in control of others? All right. And, and, you know, 
push boundaries in a respectful way. Um, push boundaries within boundaries, basically. Yeah. yeah. Um, and be in charge of someone when you can't control yourself. Mm-hmm. I also then sometimes would like to just take some subbies by the hand and maybe shake them a little bit and go, how can you let somebody who cannot control themselves control you? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. what are we doing here? What are we doing here? Mm-hmm. And, you know, that, that leads into something else that I'm, I'm very big on in all this is um, accepting responsibility. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I told you very early on in, in our relationship, I am not infallible. I'm going to fuck up and I'm going to make mistakes. That's huge for building trust because nobody wants to fuck up. Nobody wants to make mistakes. Mm-hmm. But the person who is humble enough and has humility enough and is responsible enough and is sort of self-aware enough to go, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm going to fuck up. I'm not going to mean to. I'm going to try not to. But right. it's going to happen. You know, that's a breath of fresh air again when we add on the layer of how you were socialized and raised as a cis man and what you know masculinity was sort of taught to you and what that's supposed to mean to be able to admit uh, before you make the mistake that um you're gonna make a mistake Mm -hmm. it's a little strange to hear or at least it was for me from a, a submissive perspective one, because that was not the way I saw Doms portrayed online and or portraying mm-hmm. themselves. I yeah. kind of had that experience with my partner before you, but not a lot. He was very much wanted to be the stoic kind and wanted to be like really self-possessed and sort of always in control of himself, which is a good thing, like we just talked about, but also just like managing how I perceived him, I think, a little bit. Okay. So he kind of admitted it, but not as openly and straightforwardly as you did. And mm-hmm. so it was a little bit of a, I had the, the Lola with the ears cocked. Kind of <laughs> um, but also it was comforting. It was, mm. it, it was a, a way, one path of many that was like, I can trust this person because this person knows yeah. that they're human. They're not trying to be superhuman. They're not trying to be super domly dom of all the doms, the best dom ever. You didn't want me to put you on a pedestal. Now, did I? Yes, because I think yeah. we're human. And when we when we are really infatuated with or really love or really care for a person, and we, especially I think on this side of the slash, giving up that level of control and power, I think to a certain extent, there's some some even small amount of it that's almost inevitable. Um, but because you had always said, don't put me on the pedestal, I'm gonna fuck up. I'm gonna make it right if I fuck up, but I'm gonna fuck up. When you fell from that pedestal, it was not this devastating crash. It was not this, who are you really? Who am I in this relationship really? It was the inevitable that you had warned me about. Mm-hmm. And then, and this goes back to communication and honesty and you know, all of that. You did what you always said you would do. You owned your mistakes. You apologized. If there was a thing you could do to make it right, you made it right. And so instead of it being a fall from grace and then a, a major cleanup on aisle three, it was a, Oh, 
he did he did what he said he would do which then allowed me to i mean we were had already been together long enough that we were in love i wasn't going anywhere but it (laughs) solidified the trust even more like can you make concrete even harder than it already is i don't know (laughs) but if you can that's what happened reinforced concrete (laughs) (laughs) okay (laughs) how did i bring a construction metaphor into this i'm sorry um but you know those things that were important to you here's a, a thing that i feel like you're showing a clear example of in this conversation the things that are important to you and what it means for you to be a healthy, safe, good partner, good dom, all of that, mm-hmm. you are straightforward about. You recognize it, you acknowledge it, you talk about it, you say, this is what's important. You don't just spout your values, you live your values. Now, is it sometimes imperfect? Are there are mistakes made? Do we sometimes fuss with one another? Do I sometimes have to go into tough love mode and be like, Mm-mm, this is not you at your best. What are we doing? Yeah. Well, yes, yes, we do have to do that mm-hmm. because our ideals are one thing and our reality is, is sometimes is some, different. Something else. And you have to find the balance between I mean, just them. Because, but you do that. Just because I wear the, the, the uh, title of Big D does not mean I am not subject to outside stress of life, to, you know, having a bad day and, and you know, kind of feeling kicked by it. So, you know, being a Big D does not make me a Superman. Doesn't make anybody a Superman. And I don't I don't think it's fair of the other side of the slash to do that to a dominant. Mm-hmm. It, there's a part of it that's kind of fun and exciting and enticing to be like, you are larger than life. You, you know, even you, there are times, especially early days when we were getting to know one another and we were mm-hmm. spending a lot of time in deep conversation and fantasizing, especially with long distance. Lots of conversation, lots of fantasizing. Even then, I kind of went through the, is he reading my mind? Does he just get me? (laughs) And yes, there was some of that. But it was also yet another trait um, of a good dom is that you you don't just say what you've got to say. You listen and you take that information in and you pay attention. And paying attention looks like a lot of different things and it's different for mm-hmm. everybody because we all have our own way of moving through the world and you know what our how our brains are wired and how we work. But whatever way that is, you paid attention to me. And so then it looked like you were reading my mind when actually you just listened to me. Yeah. And that is just, the listening portion of communication is, I would say the hardest part to learn. It's a problem for all sides of the slash. It's a Mm -hmm. skill we all got to work on. Um, But when you do it effectively and well, when you look like a mind reader, uh, (laughs) two, I think you become a better, you become a better partner in general, but specifically as a dom, you become a better dom. That's one of many reasons why I have zero, zero tolerance for the doms who are like, I don't care what you think. I don't have to know what you want. I'm the dom. I decide all. First of all, you're mm-hmm. dangerous as fuck and get the fuck away from me and well, whatever. See that, but also, you're not listening to the other right. person But see, that, that goes kind of goes back to the thing about, you know, taking personal responsibility mm-hmm. and, and admitting to mistakes because there are people out there who believe, you know, no, you never admit you make a mistake. That is a sign of weakness. Yeah, that whole sign of weakness bullshit. Yeah. Oh, I don't and, like it. 
and and I don't buy into that at all. I, I think being able to admit when you make a mistake actually makes you a better person. It's a sign it, of it, strength. It, it shows character. It's a sign. I contend it's a sign of strength. Why? Because too much of the world will put you down when you admit that you fucked up, admit you've got a weakness, admit you can't do something. And to be able to, to say that and it, to admit it to to a person who is an intimate partner. I don't care how you're mm-hmm. getting intimate. If there is a power exchange between the two of you, there is intimacy there. To be able to sort of bear that part of your soul, admit you're not perfect, admit you yeah. fucked up, admit whatever, admit you can't do something, admit you need help, you have allowed yourself to be vulnerable to the other person. We have talked about vulnerability, y'all, and we've mm-hmm. talked about how important it is. And that is a sign of strength because we live in a world that would rather we all walk around pretending that we don't have vulnerabilities mm-hmm. and somehow still being happy, healthy human beings. So when a dom is willing to do that, even if it's a struggle because you're not used to it, even if you're having to overcome your own past gunk to do it, that that's... That's a sign of strength and also it's yet another opportunity for the, wow, you're a person I can trust. You're a person I can talk to. You're a person who will be a real person with me and not Domly Dom McDomerson, <laughs> you know, superhero extraordinaire. Mm-hmm. So. so let's see, what else? What else? There, There's a lot of things. Well, actually, okay. you know, that that kind of go into all this. Um, one of the another big thing that I think is is so important mm-hmm. is willingness to learn. Oh, yeah, because that goes right back to the I know I'll see I'll do all. Mm-hmm. I don't need your fucking input. I don't need to know what you think. Well, I also don't need to learn anything. I have zero patience and tolerance for that, too. Right. There's always something new to learn. I mean, let, let's face it. There are so many facets to this to this lifestyle um you know whether it's a power exchange and and how you do that power exchange from from you know big little to you know high protocol the old guard and and then you go into you know your sadism masochism and and even that is such a broad spectrum mm-hmm. you know from from anything you do whether you're you're into light impact play to to medical play, needle play, knife play, um, you know, the potential to hurt someone, you know, the the risk rack risk aware consensual kink to, to truly hurt someone, yeah. not in the yeah, consensual no. fun way of hurting them. Yeah, I mean, it's there. It is real. It is a very big to cause damage yeah. part of this this lifestyle. You know, you need to learn and understand what you're doing. I think having humility and being humble mm-hmm. because you are a highly aware sometimes more aware than i am of the damage you could do if you don't get a technique right if you don't notice my cue if something you just have an off day right. and something lands wrong and that goes back to the i know i can make a mistake i know i can mm-hmm. fuck up and you know, I think when when we think about admitting that we're fallible, because we all are, um, that, again, is another perceived weakness. It's not. But I think we yeah. also, a lot of times I think when people talk about that in terms of a relationship, we are talking about, you know, I might say the wrong thing. I might not pay attention when I'm supposed to. I might make you mad. I might forget something important. And that is one side of it. But then we're talking about kink. There is the 
here the physical and mental and emotional aspects mm -hmm. of the actual kink activities we do. And again, I have zero tolerance and patience for the doms out there who are like, well, I'm not gonna fuck up. I'm not gonna make a mistake. I don't need safe words or check-ins or this or that because I don't fuck up. Mm -hmm. Y'all, what planet are you living on? Yeah, the fuck you do. Now, just because right. nobody's called you out on it ever doesn't mean shit. And you recognizing that you could screw up does not mean you don't play. It doesn't hold you back from going out and, and having fun. It makes you just like, the teensiest, tiniest, a little bit more cautious than you might otherwise be. And right. so therefore your mistakes are fewer and further between. I want to continue playing with you. Yes, not just because I'm married mm -hmm. to you and I love you, but because hello, it's <laughs> good time have by all. We need to remember in the bonus section to talk about the uh, the the foray out into your workshop. Thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, but also it's, how before me, after me, since me, because we're you know ethically non-monogamous, uh, you can have other partners, who, people who want to yeah. play with you. That you know, if you are a dom out there going, people play with me once and they never want to play again. There's lots of reasons that could be. Mm -hmm. Do a little like introspective work though. Is it you? What you doing? What you not doing? Right. Or do you walk around with that attitude? Worse still is not the the arrogant attitude of I can't possibly make a mistake. It's the fear-based attitude of I'm not allowed to make a mistake. Do you ever find, I have so many questions, they're kind of part of my notes, and I'm gonna divert with one of them right now. <laughs> Do you, Have you ever found in your own personal growth experience as a dom, before me, since me, whatever, perfectionism getting in your way? The fear of, oh my God, I might hurt somebody. I have to be perfect at this, or I'm not allowed to do it, or, like, have you ever dealt with any well, of that? Here's, here's the thing. Every time we go into a scene, there is that thought in the back of my head. Someone could get hurt. Right. That thought is always there because it, it is a very real thing. Mm -hmm. with, with the stuff that we do, it is always a possibility. Mm -hmm. So, yes, that thought is always there. Um, as far as perfection, no, per perfection is, is, is a joke, all right? Because there really is no such thing as perfection. Mm -hmm. Agreed. All right. So, you know, I, I think for me, mm -hmm. the thought that there is always the possibility something could go wrong mm -hmm. and let's face it you know you can lay out the perfect plan sure. for something and and think you've got every little minute detail buttoned down mm -hmm. and something's going to throw a wrench in the cogs sure and and it could go wrong so you know you do try to mitigate mm -hmm. as much as you can but there's always that thought so so I'm curious because I'm thinking about myself and how I have evolved because I'm a <laughs> recovering perfectionist. <laughs> I'm a work in progress. <laughs> that attitude you have, one, it's a very emotionally mature attitude. And I, I wish more people had that attitude. But I also know <laughs> my own process of growth. Me at 20 could not have had that kind of same feeling 
mm-hmm. and ability to go, ooh, something could go wrong. So let me be careful. My thought, for me personally, my thought was yeah. something could go wrong. I'm not going to do it. Or if I learn every single thing and I'm perfect, nothing will go wrong. It was magical thinking, essentially. Yeah. Think, because part of this is personality based, but part of this is experience based. Mm-hmm. That that attitude you bring to it about how you know things could go wrong, so you just have to be aware and and risk aware and all that kind of stuff. But do you? see that as a something that you have grown into over time, either from pre-kink to post-kink or even in, in your kinky life, you know, early days to now, is that an experience thing? Yes. Okay. Yeah, that, that is something that, that's come more with experience um, from watching. Sure. Okay, because even in my early days, I used to love going to the, the clubs and dungeons and watching scenes. Mm-hmm. So, you know, yes, this this is something that has... Um, come of time. Mm-hmm. That does uh, not that does not surprise me. I just because I'm sure there are some people out there who that's their personality. There's something within them that from mm-hmm. early days that's just how they view the world. And if that's you, great. But I think yeah. many of us have to learn that through experience, through the times that we were too far one way or the other and hadn't found that balance mm-hmm. yet. We were overly worried, so we over prepared. We didn't worry enough. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Never enough. And then you find your, your middle ground. Um, go, ahead. go ahead. I was going to ask, and I, I know you had, had other things, so I don't know how yeah. this fits in, but it's like, ooh, I want to I wanna kind of see where this takes us. So we're talking about what it means to be a good dom. Yeah. And, of course, in our, our binary way of thinking, a lot of times that means there must be a bad dom, the the evil person who's mm-hmm. not allowed near submissive kind. Um, and those people do exist, and that is true. Um, where, how do you feel? What do you see? Give us your thoughts. I don't have a formulated question other than these words mm-hmm. on there's bad doms and there's uneducated doms and some uneducated yeah. doms are also bad doms, but that means that bad, bad air quote around that bad doms who educate themselves can become good doms. Sure. And I know you said it here, you said it in many episodes, all of this is a learning process anyway, so sure. we can always be better than who we were before. But in your in your thought process of, you know, the responsible Dom, the good Dom, mm-hmm. how how do you see the uneducated versus just the, well, like, where does that fall for you? Okay, I'm, I'm going to use a, a couple of um, examples mm-hmm. here. So one of the, one of the first examples I, I can think of uh, goes back to to one of the early munches that that you and I used to attend, mm-hmm. and there was someone there who was a regular attender at at that munch, and there was a person who was a dominant that showed up, and for whatever reason, he, he singled her out, and even though they had never met before, <laughs> he started giving her orders. Yeah, see? I don't uh, like that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like so, that. So, so here's going to be the difference. Um, you know, she basically told him, you know, look, I am submissive, but I am not your submissive. I have someone who is my dominant, mm-hmm. who is my master. And also, we just met 30 seconds ago. What are you doing? Right. Okay, so... An uneducated person mm-hmm. would take that, oh, okay, I didn't really understand how this works. Right. As opposed to what he did, 
he kept trying to to push it. I don't like that either. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, you know. And you know what kills me? There's a very good chance he was uneducated, but because of all kinds of reasons, no humility, mm-hmm. no respect for others, no strong, like, understanding of boundaries, no, you know, the, the arrogance of, well, I've decided to do this, so I'm right, or the fear of, I can't admit I'm wrong, that's somehow a weakness. All that other gunk mm-hmm. that people have to walk around with sometimes. He could have been uneducated, but because he couldn't take that moment of humility, he crossed over into... Right. Shitty dog. So, you know, that this this is kind of go in into something that I'm 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 trying to think of the words. I had the words earlier, now I and I lost the words, now I need to get the words back. Um, you know, if, if you're looking at at a big potential big D for play for a relationship, um you know what? One of the best ways to to judge that character how did how did they treat other people? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, you're out at a coffee shop, you're out at a restaurant. How do they treat other people? Yeah, when it doesn't matter. Yeah, when it quote air quotes around that when yeah. it doesn't matter. Right, right, right. Yeah, you know, when they're not trying to are are they polite and respectful mm-hmm. to wait staff or you know i mean how how do they act how do they act with their fellow human with with fellow humans who they're not trying to actively get something from mm-hmm. right so you know that that i think would be be a big thing um i would also say i would add to that and you have to do this when you feel safe so this won't work in every situation uh a small no a small um, find out how they react when they can't get something that they want in a in a small way like a small rejection or a, a, a minor boundary mm-hmm. setting, you know, the, the person who cannot handle a no or a, I don't want to do that. Or a, this is my limit. And we're not going past that it, outside of a kink context. They're not, they should not be allowed to try and handle it in a kink context. But that's a good, that's a good test. Yeah. If you will. Yeah. You know, and I, I'm, I'm going to, backstep here a little bit because I wanted to, to mention this, you know, that um, talking about boundaries, mm-hmm. you know, when when we first met, you had very specific boundaries. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I respected your boundaries. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I have often talked you, you've heard me over the years how this one needs to have patience. <laughs> don't like that word, but yeah, I do. Yeah. And, and you know what? Patience pays off for the big D's too. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you had very specific boundaries. Over time... Over time, because I built such a foundation with you, with the communication, the honesty, the trust, Mm -hmm. and all that, you've opened up some of your boundaries. Sure. All right. And even in in certain things... um, you know, like knives are still a hard limit for sure. you. 
okay? But I found a workaround. Mm -hmm. It gives me the feeling of playing with a knife that's not going to, you know, so by being patient Mm -hmm. and, you know, not, can we do this? Can we do this? Can we do this? Yeah. I want to do that. Can can we? Can we? Especially with the power imbalance. Yeah. When the dom pushes, depending on the submissive, and we're all different, Mm -hmm. too many submissives will feel the pressure to give in to that. Right. Or you're like, maybe like me, and are like, fuck you, I'm not giving in to it. Thankfully, I have that ability these days. 20 years ago, maybe not so much. Um, And now a relationship that might have been okay if, you know, our our example dom mm-hmm. could have gotten their shit mm-hmm. together. You know, it's over because you you push too hard because there's for some not all submissives there is the desire we want to give our dom what they want. We sometimes wish we could. Sometimes we think we're failing if we don't even though it's a boundary and we have our reasons for our boundaries and whatever whatever the gunk is in our own head that we're dealing with. And to Lean into knowing you have power and control and a partner who wants to give it up to you to push and push and push is the exact opposite of a good dom. Um, Can it come from being uneducated? Sure. But really it probably means you've got some other like not so great traits maybe you need to work on, quite frankly. (laughs) But, you know, yeah, part of that is uh, the lack of patience doesn't just mean you rush into stuff and, like, accidentally get hurt or cause problems. It can also mean you drive a partner away or you pressure them into a situation that then later they have to deal with. And that that relationship may not continue or may not be able to continue or you scared them in such a way that you're the, the gross predator that you're trying not to be. Well, then what are you doing? You know, we don't push and push and push at somebody because we know we have the power. Little S's should not push and push and push either. Like, I I don't need anybody to remind me of that. I'm aware. But in this context, that is an abuse of power as the dom to do that. Because you already, we have this exchange going on and presumably your partner wants to give you power and control that you want to have. And it is difficult and painful and hard to consistently deny somebody that you want to not have to deny, but also to have to fight a boundary and be like, that's a fucking boundary. Why are we talking about this? Mm-hmm. Patience is key in so many, Absolutely. so many things for so many reasons. Absolutely. Because even, even with the thing with the knife, I mean, I, before I even made my first wooden knife, I came to you and was like, you know, what do you think about this? You know, I, I know this is a limit to you, but what about in this aspect? If you said no, sure. Okay, it's off the table. I but, wouldn't even. But you know what? You set the foundation years ago, years ago by mm-hmm. respecting the boundaries that I had, even though they were tight, tight, tight. They were about who I was at the time and what I'd gone through and what I believed about myself and other people and all kinds of stuff. They were, they were close, small, like little, lots of boundaries. You respected them. You mm-hmm. communicated with me. You were who you said you were. You were vulnerable with me. We, you know, grew that trust between us. And so, and you didn't push. You didn't use your power for evil instead of good. And so you... Even though there were cookies on the dark side, I didn't go over there. Look, I'm over here on the dark side. Our cookies are delicious. But our cookies and our dark side is not evil, thanks. Um, 
but that gave me the space to come into my own a little bit, learn more about mm-hmm. things that I didn't know about, you know, about, I don't have to, nobody has to give a reason why we are setting a boundary, but there are lots of reasons why we set boundaries. Some is past experience and fears and some of it's just things we know we don't like. And sometimes it's right. based on ignorance of a thing. We don't know about a thing except this one little piece of information and we know we don't like that. So we create a boundary. Right. And the nice thing about boundaries is we as individuals get to decide if we're gonna open them up, close them down, change them in some way. That's for us to decide for ourselves. You gave me that space while also being a person I could trust while also learning with me and growing with me in power exchange so that I was free to go, well, we could try that. Plus I knew you, I knew that if I said, yeah, let's try that thing. And we tried that thing and I didn't like that thing. And I went, no, 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 that still does not work for me. You would respect Mm -hmm. that. You had proven who you were for so long up to those points, but then I could do that. And that's part of the patience thing that we've talked, we've done episodes on patience too, because I fucking hate that word, but it's so important. but it, it's all about all of the other qualities and traits we're talking about. If you can be patient as a dominant with the relationship you're in or with yourself as a dominant or in finding the partner that's a right fit for you, mm-hmm. you can have the kinky life you can, you're kind of sure. picturing in your mind. I mean, it's but, kind of a, a rote statement, but good things come to those who wait. Yeah, and it is a frustrating, <laughs> look, look, for anybody who just rolled their eyes, cringed, clenched your jaw, I know, okay? I don't fucking like it either. Why can't I have what I want when I want it at the moment I'm thinking about it? I know. But if what you want is a happy, healthy power exchange and a kink life that you're like, yeah, this actually makes me want to get out of fucking bed in the morning. That's part of it Mm -hmm. because there's a lot of work you got to do on yourself. There's a lot of getting to know people and meeting the right person and having failed relationships and trying kinks that don't work and trying scenes that don't work and fucking up and, and saying the hard thing and, and educating yourself and working with like, there's, there's so much. And in the, in in all of that, this is where we go back to where we talked about BDSM as a journey. Mm -hmm. There's no in destination, like there's no finish line. Right. So, while you're doing all that and you're sort of working towards waiting for whatever the ultimate is in your mind, you're still having experiences. You're still getting to know people. You're still trying new kinks. You're still learning things. You're still figuring out yourself. And sometimes the figuring out yourself is really hard fucking work and it kind of sucks. We know. Um, But it's because even if you ever, whatever it is in your mind that you're like, this is what it means for me to be a dominant in a power exchange, doing my kinky scenes, like whatever, whatever. When you get there, it's not like you stop. Like there's still the rest of it to go. So what are you gonna do after? That's, That's the thing. Like, I think that's where impatience really fucks people up. I say this from personal experience. I'm trying to get to a goal, to a destination, but none of this is a destination. So then if I'm impatient for the thing I'm imagining in my mind and that is gonna take months or years to get to, I'm not paying attention to all the good shit happening right now and all the experiences I'm I'm having that are worthwhile and are helping me become my better self. And I'm saying that as a submissive, Mm -hmm. so, because it's not a slash thing, it's a human thing. Yeah, and you know, so someone brought it up in the live chat a bit back ago, um, you know, about, oh, you know, a lot of it comes down to communication. Yes. True, but it's not all just about 
communication between two people. Mm-hmm. It's about communication with yourself. Mm-hmm. Communicate mm-hmm. with yourself. Understand what you want. Know what you want. Right. Because as, as, as the big D, you got a lot of responsibility. Know what you want. Understand what you want. A lot of self-talk. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is not a time to go, oh, well, dominance means that I'm cold and I'm distant and I'm stoic and I have no weaknesses and I don't get mm-hmm. introspective and I just demand what I want. Like, that's the that's a caricature of a cliche yeah. that's part of uh, an airbrushed Tumblr BDSM fantasy. <laughs> like, yeah. It's so... People try it and then they're like, gosh, why does my kink life suck? Why am I going through well, partners know, it, left it, right? Why it, am I not getting what I want? It, it may be nice to do it as a scene. One off. Yeah. But you have to but, do a lot of work to get to the person who can do that scene with you. A lot of work. Mm-hmm. So. <sighs> and I also think that even if your goal is not a long-term power exchange relationship, your goal is just yeah. to, like, go have the kink scenes and experiences that you can't stop thinking about all of this is still part of it because the more you understand about yourself the more patience you can learn and i I, yes some of us are wired to be more patient than others but it's a skill like any anything else and sometimes it'll just be forced on you you're not learning shit (laughs) it's just the universe went oh you're going to be patient now um and learn how to 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 say the hard thing and and be I don't want to say brutally honest because, mm, I mean, there's a time and place for brutal honesty. And sometimes there's a, a place for just kindness. So, you know, there's there's a gray area there. But to be honest and to, I would say be brutally honest with yourself. Like if you can look in the mirror and go, whoo, you done fucked that one up. Uh, mm-hmm. I can see why that person dumped your ass. Yeah. Okay. And then work on it, not use it for self-recrimination, not use it to beat yourself down, but work on to use it to work on yourself and to become better, to be able to right. take feedback. That's another one sure. you kind of alluded to when we we're talking about uneducated versus quote bad is being able to take feedback. First of all, your entire power exchange experience will be about feedback. If you're topping bottoms, tell you what they want, what they don't want, what works, what doesn't mm-hmm. work. When you're negotiating relationships and scenes with a submissive, we get to do that too. The right. way we do it might be different because of whatever other structure you've put in place for your power exchange. But feedback is part of it. I have to be able to tell you, ah, uh, you hit the wrong spot there. That landed mm-hmm. wrong. That this thing's too tight. And if you have this complex of, I can't handle feedback and everything I do has to be perfect and right and good because I did it, we're going to kill everything before we even get started. It's going to yeah. hurt the relationship. It's going to hurt the trust. It's going to cause problems. It's going to put me at risk. And all of that leads into, mm-hmm. I guess we can't play anymore. I guess we can't be in this relationship. Right. Being able, And being able to take feedback is hard. It's it difficult. is. It's not easy for everybody. I struggle. It's my perf- I, y'all. I wrote down perfectionism and power exchange as a potential topic because I realized I have things to say. Uh, <laughs> so you know, the thing is, is though you know, I keep saying, but that that is difficult. You're right. That is difficult to overcome a thing or to relearn or to retrain yourself or to yeah. But as cliche as this sounds, a lot of the good shit, some of the best shit. It's difficult. You have to work for it. 
Mm-hmm. You got to work hard for it. And yeah. working on yourself is part of that. Mm-hmm. Um, we've talked about this in, maybe it was that episode, the original episode three, maybe it was in other conversations. I, I know we had this conversation when we did episodes on mental health. And there was this, it goes uh, sort of hand in hand with the, am I, you know, if, if I have a weakness, does that make me a bad dog? Of course not. Weakness is not an inherently bad thing. We were talking about Dom's, you know, somebody, I think somebody asked, well, what if I have like crippling anxiety or depression or something as a Dom? Does that mean I can't be a Dom? Well, of course not. Mm. But it goes back to, are you willing to, to the best of your ability and the access you have to take care of yourself? Right. Are you willing to... You know, if you need meds, are you willing to take your meds? If you need therapy and have access to therapy, are you willing to go? Like you can, you don't have to be a perfect person. You don't have to be some sort of superhero. You don't have to be um, mentally, physically, emotionally healthy and well to be a dominant. That's not what it's about. But also if you have the means to take care of yourself, I think we also did it in the self-care episode. Mm -hmm. You have a responsibility to that because yeah. how do you take responsibility for somebody else when you are not taking responsibility for yeah. yourself? Dominance needs self-care as well. Sure. Okay. Um, a, a, again, it's not something you're exempt from mm-hmm. just because you, you wear that title. Right. You, you, you need it as much as anybody else. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't, I, sometimes I want to say, and maybe more, but I think that that's, that's a fallacy of like the Dom has to do more. It really, there's a mm-hmm. fairly equitable division of mental, emotional, and physical labor in a power exchange relationship. Each side is doing their part. That's how the two sides come together is to make the whole. Um, everybody's got to kind of give 100% of what they can for it to fit together. Mm-hmm. So I don't like to go, well, of course Dom's really need to do that. You have, so, you know, you have lots of responsibility. I'm over here like, as a sub, I have responsibilities too. But I think it's just it's a different way of focusing on the conversation because you have those responsibilities, because you're saying you want to take on those responsibilities. You have then the extra duty of care to take care of yourself. It's just like when we talk about self-care for submissives, you cannot pour from an empty well. Okay. That's right. Yo doms, you cannot, you're not in the greatest position to make tough decisions, to be risk aware, to take care of your Mm -hmm. partner when you're struggling. And that yeah. doesn't mean that if you're struggling, you can't be a dumb. Like I always feel like I have to say that 85 times. Cause I feel like somebody's not going to hear that the way they need to hear that because absolutely you can be. And absolutely you can be going through it on all kinds of levels. And your submissive can support you in that. If you're in a relationship and they're able to and willing and y'all can work through it together and it doesn't make you any less dumb. I think that's, that's a part where I see people, who could become a really good, solid, dominant and be the kind of person that, you know, has a happy, healthy power exchange relationship, is having the kink scenes in their mm-hmm. fucking life, whatever it is you're trying to do. And they go the they go down another path because they also think they're supposed to do it on their own and they're supposed to somehow be always in con- self-control and always perfect and always whatever for their submissive and that if they let their submissive see them in these moments when maybe they're struggling or maybe they need help, that's not a service kind of thing or not the power exchange kind of help, that somehow they're letting down their submissives. Now, is it possible you might have a submissive partner who is not equipped to, not willing to, and cannot help you and cannot be that partner that you need? Yeah, and that is 
That is unfortunate, but I'd much rather y'all figure that out earlier rather than mm -hmm. later. And I'd rather you talk about it like adults and go your separate ways or figure yourself out. But not allowing yourself to be seen in that way, you are not being a good dom. You are you right. are not being a great dom is what I'll say because mm -hmm. you are now going to impact your power exchange relationship and just the relationship with this other person by hiding things, by pretending things. We got eyes, we're paying attention. I promise <laughs> you, if you are in a power exchange and your submissive is the type who is like, I'm here to take care of or su su submit or serve, or they're like, they're kind of up your ass with it. Like I am that type. I know whereof I speak. Uh, we know when something's up. Don't, my biggest fucking pet peeve of this delightfully amazing fucking dominant uh -oh. sitting next to me is when he tries to tell me something ain't wrong. Baby, I'm paying more attention to you than I am to anything in this house. I ignore my children. So I don't mean to, but I sometimes <laughs> ignore my children because I'm laser focused on my dominant partner. You cannot tell me something's not wrong. You might not know what it is yet, but I've already clocked you, okay? <laughs> true, true. Now, is some of that my own childhood trauma? Yes, we should do an episode of something of the sort at some point. <laughs> but... Some of us are, we're just watching because we're, we're like, we're like, okay, what do you need? How can I help? I'm here, mm -hmm. especially 24 seven, like our whole lives are wrapped up in ya. Yeah, I know when something's wrong. Don't, don't fucking tell me it's not because now I can't help you. Now you're not being truthful. Now I have to doubt what you're saying. And all these good qualities you've been showing, you've just thrown out the window for these 30 seconds where you thought you mm -hmm. needed to be stronger than you are. That being said, if you have a partner where you have learned that if you tell them this thing that you've perceived as a weakness and they treat you like shit, that's a that's that's a deeper look at your relationship. What are we doing? Um, I didn't mean to go on a rant in your episode. I was wondering, and you did. You pulled you pulled you pulled it out of the hat. I get I I get mad is what I'm saying. Okay, right. so I want to ask. This is my last thing. And then of course, anything mm -hmm. else you want to make sure that you share. Because we yeah. talked about good dominance and mm -hmm. those who are on their path or work are trying to be a good dominant. Quite frankly, if you're trying to be a good dominant, you're you're doing better than too many. Yeah. So, you know, it's a lifelong process. And even if you can check off, oh, I'm like that. I'm like, you're going to mm -hmm. have your moments. He can tell you. We all have our moments. So, but what I want to know is, if you've got a good dumb, we all know the shitty ones are out there, right? right? How do you feel when you come across them? Have you ever had encounters, like direct encounters with like, what, what's um, that like not, for you? Not really so much direct encounters. Um, but one of the things I have to say is, and, and I know it's not this way in every community, but in, in most of the communities I have been involved in, um, they do a fantastic job um, of uh, self-policing, so to speak. Um, for example, um, at, at one time attending this, this one munch, uh, there was someone who was attending. They were Big D. And, you know, we all attend munches with our own comfort level for what information we wish to give out mm -hmm. um you know some of the some of the people go to a munch and they do not want to give anything more than their their fet name mm -hmm. okay they do not want to give a, a you know a, a personal name um that is 
their boundary, mm-hmm. and and so be it. And in this one community, there was someone that came in, um, and and this person having no um, comfort level with other people there at the mind, um, not knowing anybody, mm-hmm. was was at going, you know. Now, I don't know if they were socially awkward, mm-hmm. which, um, is which, which, which is a thing, um, but they were going around asking people very personal information. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, no, no. Oh, yeah. Kink spaces are the last right? place you want to mm-hmm. do that. Oh, my God. And, you know, it, it, it just wasn't, you know, a particular person was doing this to most everybody sure. that they spoke to. Um, the facilitator of the munch took them aside mm-hmm. and, and talked to them mm-hmm. and explained to them why, no. you know. Yeah, no, no mm. we don't do that here. <laughs> and, you know, then went on our merry way. The next month came back, started doing the same thing. Oh, yeah. Um, again, he was talked to. Mm-hmm. Um, third time, did it again. No, 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 no. All right. At that point, they were told not to come back Mm -hmm. again. Mm -hmm. You know, twice they had been talked to. Right. About, so, you know. That that's why I say I I am grateful from in in most cases that the community does police themselves yeah. fairly well. Because we know we'll get comments, yes, not every community environment is like this, and yes, there are toxic communities out there, and we know. when That's why when you find a good one, when you find a healthy one, it's like you don't you don't want to let go of it. It was very sad for us to actually move away because we were yeah. like, that's actually a really good community. <laughs> mm-hmm, we found mm-hmm. a good community since, but it was still like, oh, my God, that's a really good community. <laughs> yeah. So... So, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of tough, you know, when, when meet a shitty dom, um, you know, yeah, I, I guess the first thing would be, um, you know, to kind of see where they're at sure. first are, you know, because there's, there's kind of a, you know, shitty out of ignorance. Right. Again, it goes back to if you give light criticism or you just sort of matter of factly go hi um i see what you're doing here and this, mm-hmm. we don't do this and here's why and without yeah. the judgment and without the derision how do yeah. they respond if mm-hmm. they respond with one oh okay oops my bad i apologize whatever whatever yeah. and then change their behavior mm-hmm. then okay you just somebody would came in did something out of ignorance but they need but to again it's it's that trust thing I mean, I, I go I go to the munches. I have built a rapport with most people there that, you know, they know about my life. Mm-hmm. I know, you know, it, it at, at this point, because have built that that trust. Sure. Um, you know, that, you know, yeah, it's a family, you know, I, right. but, you know, what's going on but with the job? Did you, you know, that's part of the consistent social interaction of just slowly getting to know people and right. being a presence. And then that that happens over time a little naturally. And 
that's just how mm-hmm. how it works out in some cases. I think that, and some people I do think try to jumpstart and get to step five before they've completed step one. Yeah. I, that's, again, that's a patience thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, and I don't know, I don't think it's the job of every kingster to educate every other kingster you come across. There's all kinds of reasons why we might personally not be in the right Base and the best person to do sure. that. I do think if you're going to call yourself a community leader and you're going to organize a month, you're going to hold an event, you ha- take mm. a responsibility to be like, no, we don't do that here. And here's how here's how we roll. And can, can you play in our sandbox within our rules? Let's find out. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, I, th- I don't know. I just part of me, the the ranty, angry side of me is like toss them all in the fucking dumpster. Just. <laughs> yeah. But also the part of me that is like overly empathetic is like, but what if they just don't know any better yeah. and they just need somebody to say it to them in the mm-hmm. right way and in the right tone. And I don't think either extreme is the right answer a hundred percent of the time. I think most of the time yeah. it's somewhere in the middle of what's your pattern of behavior. Mm-hmm. Have you made this a thing you, okay, well maybe you do need to go sit in the dumpster for a few minutes cause you're getting on our nerves yeah. um, versus, okay, you're, you're trying your best and, you're, because I think the other thing that a lot of us have to remember, both about the people we interact with, which is not our responsibility unless you're in a relationship, and then it's not your responsibility, but it is definitely your problem, yeah. but also ourselves, is the thing we've said about power exchange and kink many times under many other topics, which is whoever you were in the vanilla world, you're still that person once you figure out you're kinky. So... Are you a person who cannot be vulnerable, who refuses to admit when you're wrong, who cannot take uh, constructive criticism and feedback, who hates to be told that you're not allowed to do this thing that you want to do because you decided you want to do it? Guess what? You're going to be that person in kink. And if you're a dom, you're probably going to get labeled a shitty dom really fucking quick. So (laughs) whatever your issues were in the vanilla world, they're coming with you into the kink world. And so you're not just learning about kink you're about to learn about yourself and you're if you want to be happy and healthy and find whatever you consider success as a kinkster you got to do the Mm self-work to to work through those things and you've got to be able to recognize them and sometimes we don't recognize them until somebody has to smack us on the face with them and be like you fucking suck and here's why but we don't always even hear it from the first 10 messengers either like it's Mm got to be somebody that we respect or that we connect with who can tell us Maybe, maybe rethink that or we have to be in the right space within ourselves and our life to go, I'm pretty sure I've heard this message a hundred times, but now I can really hear it and I can listen <laughs> to it and I can think about it. And the problem is, is we're all moving through the world on our own individual path in this journey. And sometimes we have done a lot of that self-work and are working on ourselves and we're at, you know, 20 paces up the path and we're dealing with a person who's stuck on step one because they still have to do the hard work on themselves. Yeah. It does not mean we have to give them our time and attention. There are t- too many other fish in the sea to borrow yet another cliche. Yeah. Um, but it, I think just for ourselves and understanding who we're seeing and dealing with, that's, that's another piece yeah. of the puzzle to think yeah. about. Yeah. If you want to be a good dom, you can be a good dom, but it's not going to be easy the good things in life usually aren't usually damn difficult, hmm. but then they're worth it. True. Um, so, you know, I, I probably could yeah. find more things to talk about, but I think that's pretty much, 
you know, mm-hmm. sums it up what what to look for in 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 a decent mm-hmm. decent dom. And I just want to point out that all those traits that you were like, I think this is important, and I think this is important, and I think this, you have them. Thank you. Oh, I wouldn't be here if I if, this, well, if you weren't good at this. Because I would never have yeah. been able to build trust with you otherwise. And again, it doesn't mean that you're not infallible. You fucked up. We've had arguments where you've had sure. to be like, I done fucked up, and I'm sorry. <laughs> That's very rare, though, thankfully. Yeah. Just like, thankfully, it's rare when I have to say it, but sometimes mm-hmm. you do, right? Yeah. Um. So, yeah, but you you... You have all those traits, and I and I. You don't walk around going, "I'm this type of diamond." I'm that. You just you are who you are, and the rest of us can see it. And I think that's the other thing. If you got to go around telling people how good of a dom you are, are you really? There's either a self confidence issue going on, or a I don't know. Are you trying to fake it till you make it? I don't know. Your actions really do. Con- they speak for themselves. Mm-hmm. And if you treat people who you're not in a power exchange with um, in a respectful manner and you you exhibit some of these traits just in your everyday life it'll you it's sort of assumed you're doing it in your power exchange and please please be doing it in your power mm-hmm. exchange if you can do it with with the vanillas you can do it with your partner um mm. so yeah that's uh that's what we got on that yeah and ella's meowing in the background mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um we do have a bonus section. Is there anything else you'd like to say on this? I, I think I'm good for the moment. Okay. Uh, I have notes started, so if you can okay. with any ideas, All we'll right. write them All down. Right. Um, we will have a bonus section. I've got to try to make myself remember that story we yeah. need to tell everybody. Um, and so that is it for this topic this week. Uh, mm-hmm. Just a quick bonus um, plug for following us at that handle I hate over on Instagram. <laughs> because next week's episode is a Q&A. And I always ask for questions on Instagram because it's just easier to do and to organize. So um, if you are always like, I want to ask a question for a Q&A episode, go follow us on the handle we hate. The links are in the places if you're like, what the hell is the handle you hate? Links are in the places. Um, okay. All right. Are we good? <laughs> it's not really for me to decide. Okay. okay. Keep, Keep it kinky, kinky y'all. y'all. And we'll see you next week. You and I are going to have talk, girl. We are going to have a serious talk, you and I. Daddy, I wait to listen to see if you've picked up your pen, because then I know you're writing down the numbers. Did I just mistime it? I didn't mean to mistime it. I apologize for mistiming it. We'll talk about this I cannot write any more lines, please. (laughs) Need to strengthen those fingers. God damn it. Yeah, you can talk to the crickets. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Even when you're a rat bastard, especially when you're a rat bastard. Did yeah. I call you a rat bastard in the video we recorded earlier today? I think I did. Mm. I do. I say it. It's yeah. a term of endearment. I should put it on a shirt for you. <laughs> uh, I have uh, started using my Cricut, which is just a cutting machine, to a more a fuller capacity. And I've made uh-huh. t-shirts this week. And y'all, be careful because a bitch could be persuaded. Uh, <laughs> it was holographic foil that goes on shirts and is gorgeous um anyway so
trip to, I keep wanting to say Woodshed. <laughs> Woodshed is in Orlando, and that's right. an actual BDSM dungeon slash club. Mm-hmm. Your wood shop, however, is uh-huh. the uh, North Central Florida outlet version. <laughs> yes. Yes. You got uh, called out to the wood shop. Yes. And, and not for creative purposes. It was delightful. Mm-hmm. You were so funny about it, too, because... You know, kids are home and we're having to be like stealth about it. And you're like, um, when we're done here, I can't remember what we were doing. Mm-hmm. You're like, when we're done here, I need to see you out in the shop. I have to talk to you about a product. And I am used to you talking that way when the kids are around because we don't go around going paddles, canes. Like we, we keep that a little bit kind of subtle. We're not that open, you know, mm-hmm. the kids... They kind of know, but they kind of wish they didn't know. So then we try to respect that by not being so obvious. So I was like, oh, okay. And I'm thinking it was, was it Thanksgiving Day? I think it was Thanksgiving Day because it felt like a weird day. It was like in the middle of the week and we weren't doing anything. Because that's why I was like, that's so weird. He wants to go talk about product today. We were taking today off, but okay. Mm -hmm. I'm a good business partner and a good submissive. Sure, we'll go out there. And then I started thinking, and I was like, is it is it going to happen? Am I finally <laughs> going to get my birthday spanking a month late? Is it well, going to happen? Well, you know, it, it bothered me that we could not finagle in your birthday spanking. Yeah. You know. Normally it happens I, like on my birthday. Right. I mean, you know, let's face it, that weekend of your birthday, we had family here. Right. Then it went into, rolled into in the next few days, I was having a procedure done. Right. Then actual Thanksgiving was here and yada, yada. So, you know, and and it's kind of tough because now with the oldest, the way his schedule is, he pops in randomly. Oh my gosh, yeah. During the day. So, you know, it... It, it was one of those things. It was a light bulb moment. Why didn't I ever think about this before? I have a wood shop in the backyard. It's where the kinky toys get made. To it, begin it's with. where everything gets made to begin with. It it's well away from the house, and you know, nope, nobody can uh, can hear. Mm-hmm. So you know, just to be uh, certain of that, I made sure I grabbed her favorite. Uh, gag, which was the uh, the bit gag, bit gag, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, off to the wood shop we went. Yeah, it was intense. And I leaned you over the lathe. I know that was. I'm not gonna lie. I feel like <laughs> getting a spanking in the wood shop where the fuckery gets made was the kinkiest thing we've done in a very long time. Mm-hmm. It was very mm-hmm. appropriate, but I was also like. This could be a picture posted in black and white on the old porn side of Tumblr. Yeah. Literally in a dusty shed. Right. Bent over a power tool. Right. <laughs> kind of like being taken out to the barn or something, you know? Yeah. That's great. Mm-hmm. It was weird, though, because that's not my normal spanking position. Right. And so body parts are moved, muscles and fat was distributed a little differently. Mm-hmm. And so the, uh, the sensation was a little bit more intense. And then you, as you always do, you like to end on an exclamation point. And so it's 42 and one to grow on. And the one to grow on <laughs> knocked the wind out of me and startled me and, and was such an intense sensation that 
I, in my mind, the cartoon version of me went over the lathe and through the wall. <laughs> like, what? Yeah? I like the other cartoon version of me's eyes bugged out and popped back. <laughs> like I was like, oh my god. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And that was for anybody who's curious who follows the shop at all. The exclamation point paddle was the wood and resin paddle. <laughs> and I was like, oh my god, those are those are intense. Okay, okay, I'm here for it. So I'm just, I was glad, you know, it's funny. I was glad that it happened. I was glad that you you got creative and thought out of the yeah. box. You know, I kind of depend on you for that because mm-hmm. I am a person who will follow the same routine every day until the day I die or I get bored. Uh, <laughs> and I don't, I'm like, well, why would we do something different? And you, I had always depended on you and our power exchange to like come up with something, ooh, a little whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, it was nice to see that again. And then we were both very calm for the rest of the day. Yes. We were very yeah. much like, okay, life is, life is correct now. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So... So, but, um, yeah, that, that was a very fun, fun afternoon. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. fairly quick. I mean, mm-hmm. you, you didn't drag it out. You didn't speed it up. Like, had, if we had tried to do it in the bedroom on a day when we didn't know who was coming when, you probably would have had to move a little bit faster. Yeah. Um, but you also didn't draw it out so that it was, like, agony either. It was You're really good at finding the rhythm. Right, that. right, I really right. appreciate that about you. Yeah. So yeah, it was it was delightful, and mm-hmm, all was. was right with the world yeah. for at least a few minutes. It was mm-hmm, great. Mm-hmm. And also now I can't complain about that, That's which true. I'm pretty sure That's you true. like that too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. But, so yeah, uh, that was the birthday, the belated mm-hmm. birthday spin. It was. Yeah. I'm not gonna say it was worth the wait. In that I'm okay that I had to wait, even though I understand why I had to wait. Yeah. But it was worth the wait in that I didn't, like, it. I didn't get cheated of anything. True. I got a better experience right. because of the wait. I still wish I hadn't had to wait, is all I'm saying. What I'm <laughs> saying is next year, you know where to go. That's true. And I'm a routine-oriented or at any, I'll start or at, walking out there or without you. Or at any point That's now. That's true. That's true. And, you know, I, I've had some other thoughts along the way because, you know, just like back at 312, you know, when they had the thing to, you know, I've got open yeah, rafter, the, I've got open rafters in the. Uh... OMG. <laughs> You're never going to be able to have non-kinky guests into your shed. You know that, right? I have. So the dream and it is a dream. It is not a goal because we're not at a place where we can work, actually work towards it. The dream is for you to have a larger workshop in the right. backyard. Um a pseudo dream is to need a, a large enough space that we literally have to go rent out warehouse space. But that's, that's like over the top big. So just a bigger shop in the backyard is kind of what we're hoping for in the next couple of years. Mm-hmm. The question is always, okay, well, what do we do with the little existing shed? Do we knock it down and put a new one right there? Or do we keep it for whatever? <laughs> and we've like, I mean, again, it's just dreaming. So we're like batting around a whole bunch of ideas. And I'm like, oh, a she shed. Oh, with this. Oh, with that. And then after the spring, I was like, oh, I know what this. Mini dungeon. I know what this space needs to be. <laughs> Hopefully the people in the woods, they literally live in the woods on the other side of our fence, are uh, open-minded. <laughs> or just <laughs> not prone to calling 911 too quickly. Because right. they would probably be the ones who would hear mm-hmm, stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's far enough away at the back of the backyard for our house and our neighbors with their yards that unless I was screaming literal bloody murder, they wouldn't. Yeah. They wouldn't I, I, I think that would be worthy of 
putting some insulation oh, on yeah. the walls then at that point. If we turned it into our own outdoor Florida dungeon, mm-hmm. yes, we would we would need to do it upright. Yeah. Um in other news that has nothing to do with our kink life, but it is nice to turn the bonus section into a, a kink kinky bit because we don't have mm. enough of that. Mm. Um, the fur babies are great. Lola is currently snoring. Finally, she wasn't yeah. settling for a nap earlier and now she's settled down. The cats are the cats. They're all fine. Uh, it looks like we might be getting the car that was in an accident on October 15th uh, back either this Friday of the day the podcast episode goes out or next Monday. I won't know for sure until I call on Thursday to find out. I called yesterday, which was mm-hmm. Tuesday, um, and was like, hi, can you, can you tell me when my car is going to be ready? But that was the funniest thing ever. So I call the body shop and I'm dialing it and I'm just like, do, do, do. And this voice that I couldn't tell, was it a, <laughs> was it a woman or was it a kid? Like I could not tell. How do, they did their voice funny and then they went, Joe's something shop, Joe's something, Joe's plumbing or something. And I went, pool hall, I thought you said. Joe, Joe's pool hall. But it was like a weird, and I was like, somebody's pranking. Did, did I dial the wrong number? Did they let a kid answer the phone? What is happening here? So I was like, hi, this is, insert legal name here. I'm calling about my Corolla. And the person <laughs> who answered the phone, apparently after she picked her jaw up off the floor, went, oh my God, I'm so sorry. The caller ID showed a mecha- our mechanic's name and number, and that's who I thought I was talking to. Oh my gosh, I'm so glad I didn't talk dirty to you. And that is when I started laughing and went, look. Because uh, she said, I wondered why you were so quiet. Because <laughs> I, I didn't know what the hell was going on. I go, look, if you had talked dirty to me, I still would have gone quiet, but I wouldn't have been offended. <laughs> I was trying to let her know that I was her people. And I like... I was not mad, but also I found that hilarious. But also, could you just tell me about my car? So then right. we got to talking. And she was like, "I." She's like, "Oh, it's being painted now. I don't know exactly when it'll be ready. Call me on Thursday." So, the the thing about that of why I was calling of when can I have my car back is we have to take the rental van back to Enterprise, and the thirty days is either the ninth or the tenth. I know how to count to 30. I counted to 30 on the calendar. The 30th day is December 9th. We che- we checked it out. It's not like a library book. <laughs> we got the rental car on November 10th. And what I, I tried to call Geico this week. That's our insurance company. I tried to call Geico. And I was like, look, is it 30 days and then I can return it on the 10th? Or do I need to return it on the 30th day? Which is the ninth. What day am I supposed to return this car? Because I'm trying to time this out for the least downtime of two cars in the house mm-hmm. as possible. After I waited on hold for 50 minutes for Geico, which is what you do when you call Geico, and the whole time they've got an automated message going, you know, for faster service, you can use our app. And I'm like, bitch, I would love to use yeah. your app, but this will not help me. That poor girl answered the phone and went, you don't have an auto adjuster assigned to this, here comes Ella on our table. Uh, you don't have an auto adjuster assigned to your claim. Are you fucking kidding me? We've been with this claim since October 15th. What? She's like, so 
I can't tell. And also the authorization was only until December 1st. I went, well, tough luck. It's now what, December 6th or whatever. I've still got this damn car and I'm keeping it until I have to turn it back in because we don't have another car. Okay, well, I'll have somebody call you. And that's when I made the executive decision. We'll just turn the damn car in on the 9th, which is Thursday. Mm-hmm. And hope we get the car back on Friday. Yeah. But we don't know. Mm-hmm. We don't know. So, and now Ella is per, that's, okay, so I don't know what it sounds like on the mic, and I'm sorry for podcast listeners who cannot see what is happening, but Ella is on the recording table. Her tail is swishing around the microphones. (laughs) She's now in JB's lap and is purring loudly. Did she point her entire asshole at a microphone? Why, yes, she did. Yes, she did. Um, These... These cats are after my own heart. They love a good butt rub. Uh, (laughs) So um, this is the first time I've seen her go on anybody's lap other than the 16-year-old. She got on my lap the other day when I was sitting in my dad. I'm sorry. I I misspoke. You were the second person. Mm -hmm. Like I saw her do it yesterday, and now she's doing it again, but you were the only other person I've seen her do it to, and she is loving on you. Mm -hmm. She does not want to get in my lap. I don't know why. No. So... Yeah, that's the car saga. Yeah. <laughs> We're just hoping that in a few days we have the car back. Right. Um, the paying for it's going to be painful. I mean, the insurance paid for everything up to our deductible, but it, we have yeah. a, a gross deductible. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, anything else? Um, no, I've just been busy. Um, Kinkery's having the sale. Just a reminder. Okay. <laughs> I, uh, I went to the... Lumber yard yesterday, the sawmill. Did you did? And uh, got some some new stuff to work with. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've I've already been coming up with some different ideas for next year. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, we've got plans for twenty twenty two. Yeah. It's exciting. Mm-hmm. And um, did that. Actually, even started milling the some of the wood mm-hmm. already. And uh, what else? What else? What else? Oh, yeah. I have to go to court. <laughs> That's right. You Have to, Have you called the courthouse yet? No. you got to do that yeah. before Monday. Mm-hmm. Um, the person that caused my motorcycle accident is contesting the ticket. <laughs> so JB has to go be a witness and go, why, yes, I yeah. was hit by a literal fucking car. You better <laughs> be glad they didn't ask me to be a witness. <laughs> be like, your honor, let me explain to you yeah. what the fuck happened here. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I'll have to, I know, she's just like. I'll be getting a picture. I'll post it in Discord. Mm-hmm. That she has, Ella has curled up in JB's lap like she just lives there. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's her throne. Yeah. Is she coming to me? No, looks like she might no, be. She, no. no. Sorry. Okay. okay. So, uh, yeah, I had that going on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, just uh, keeping on, keeping on. Yeah. Day I had a doctor's appointment um, this week. I don't mm-hmm. usually talk about doctor's appointments, but it was, <laughs> I'm having a hysterectomy at the end of the year. Um, I'm fine and I'm actually looking forward to it. And I have all kinds of feels about the fact that I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> but the gynecologist is a person after my own heart. She is, she and I vibe together very, very well. She gets my humor and we're talking about the procedure and she's explaining to me how it's going to work. And I say to her, look, you could use a melon baller to get it out and I'll be okay with that. And it, she looked at me for a second like she couldn't believe what she heard. And then she just started howling with laughter. And I went, yes, 
that that is correct. Mm-hmm. That is the right response. Um, we also were talking about she she did the whole thing. She's like, I gotta ask because I'm kind of required. To, You're sure you don't want to be pregnant again? And I went. No, no, no. We closed this factory 12 years ago after the youngest was born. Now we're demoing. We're raising it to the ground. We're taking it all out. Just leveling the fucking place. And she had a student with her and they both started cracking up. And I was like, look, if you if you can laugh at my reproductive humor, then you're my people. Uh, and so, yeah. Um so yeah, that was another thing that happened this week. Um, that's happening after we go on break, so mm-hmm. should not affect anything in terms of podcasts and stuff and streams. Um, so yeah, that's a lot. Mm-hmm. And I'll go ahead and apologize now that this was long and next week's will be long because y'all, when we don't get to talk to y'all for a while, we this is what we do. And Ella's in my lap. I mm-hmm. love you, Ella. Except when you're a bitch, but that's okay. Uh, <laughs> people love me except when I'm a bitch. So, you know, same girl, same. Um, right. but I guess we're going to go now. We do have um, the Friday Night Hangout virtual munch thing we do on YouTube on December 17th. I'm going to check a calendar to make sure I know what dates are. Yes, December 17th. So we'll have the stream on the 15th. That podcast mm-hmm. will go out on the 17th. And then... We'll stream again on the 17th, and then that'll be the last time we stream until we come back from our break. So hopefully folks can hang out with us then as well. There you go. So that's a lot, and that's plenty. I really um, feel like our discussion earlier today was like earlier today, like it was several hours ago. (laughs) The discussion for this episode was a good one, and um, I should probably give you more space and oxygen to (laughs) to speak than I do. But if you start with – Good dominance are good again. I'm, I'm taking away the microphone. That's all I'm saying. Promise? <gasps> no. <laughs> Don't make promises you can't keep. <laughs> Don't write a check with your mouth that your ass can't cash. Yeah, I know. I know. Okay, we're going to go because yep. we clearly could do this all day and we, we have other things we got to do. Uh, we will <laughs> talk to y'all later. Uh, thanks for sticking mm-hmm. around to the bitter end. Listen, watch, however, however you're here. We're glad you're here. Yeah. And we will talk to y'all later. Mm-hmm. Bye. Bye.